welcome back to season two of Voyage Care Voice. This season, we're focusing on the importance of high quality care and support. Joining us for our last episode of this season is Keith, service manager at Three Sisters, one of our residential care homes in the north, and Marissa from West Road, one of our residential care homes in the south. They'll be chatting about how they ensure high quality care and support in both of their services. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Voyage Care Voice. Today we will be talking about quality in our residential care services. My name is Keith Moran, I'm a service manager uh, for Voyage at Three Sisters Residential Care Home up in Haworth in West Yorkshire. Um, We look after 10 people with learning disabilities and challenging behaviours. I'm joined today by Marisa, who works at West Road. Hello, my name is Marisa. I work at West Road in Southampton. Um, I'm a team leader and we support uh, people with learning disabilities and autism. I work at Voyage for around six years. Uh, I've been recently promoted to a team leader. I'm from Portugal, uh, so uh, yeah, this was my first job in care which I really enjoy doing it. Is your service down in Southampton? Uh, yes, it's in Southampton, uh, in Edgen. We normally support three of them uh, with two members of staff, which feels like more of a family environment. What does high quality care and support mean to you? Very good question, Marisa. Um, I think for me personally, it's seeing the people we support in my service having a happy, fulfilled life and and going about their day-to-day business happy and and engaged. Uh, From a manager's point of view, doing all the, the audits and the checks and managing the staff team, you know, good, good quality care for me as well is making sure that when I'm doing those, they're coming coming out with positive outcomes. And it, and if something isn't coming out as a positive outcome, then it's rectifying that immediately to 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 bring it up to be a positive outcome. So yeah, that that's my opinion of good quality care in my service. What about, what about yourself, Marisa? So I think all of you say is is true and applies to my service as well. Uh, also, uh, I think diversity is a very important. Uh, topic in high quality care mm-hmm. we we must treat everyone same and equal like here at west roads uh we always uh try to involve our guys in our different cultures i will i will tell you example we we have um staff team from and I'm, I'm from portugal we have some staff team from poland uh philippines so we, we have this um, day on the menu, which is Friday. We always do food from around the world. <laughs> so this is like a way to show our guys different type of cultures. We also go on holidays with them, which improves, uh, you know, their care a lot. They really enjoy doing this. So when we go on holidays, we always go aboard for them to, to know other cultures and other food. You know, another places different than home. We also had a, our fried picnic, which was a huge success. They they really enjoyed uh, this. Uh, they really understand that uh, love is love, and doesn't matter the sex, the age, the you know. We we must uh, we, we we must love each other the same way. So, Marisa, how do you know that that high quality care is there then? 
so yeah, I think I think it's here because our service is safe, it's effective, it's person center, it's efficient, uh, delivered by a good staff team, uh, and uh, good management. And you know, our guys are happy. They feel good, safe, worth it, and love, which is very important. What about you? Knowing knowing it's at that high quality level, it's not just my own opinion as, as how I feel it's going, because obviously I'm overseeing everything so I can see all the data coming in and, and how people are reacting. But it's also from external people coming into the service. You've got your quality checkers, you've got your quality team, you've got CQC, you've got your ops manager coming in and doing audits. And, and you've also got family members who are coming in and they're feeding back to you how, how they're finding the service. So all you know externally as well as internally they're the key indicators as to how well you're performing as a service um and, and also through uh, you know if you ever get any complaints then you know you know something's wrong and you can work work around it and, and try and implement it to to make things better um and compliments if you're getting a lot of compliments as well i think it's really key that you get um feedback from external people all the time um and we recently had a the quality team, they came and did a, a fresh eyes visit, which was really, really good for the for the team, for the, for the staff team to talk to the quality team and for the quality team to see how the staff were interacting with the people we support. A really positive experience. And I'm glad they, I'm glad they came because it kind of gave us some feedback as to that they were happy with how um, how people were interacting. So, yeah, those those opinions count, too. Yeah, it's great because sometimes staff see um, the uh, the uh, quality audits as a bad thing or CQC inspection. That I I really don't think that's the case. I don't know if your staff team. No, I, and I think yeah, I think you're right, Marisa. I think staff teams sometimes worry about CQC, yeah, and, and I always say to them, you should never be worried about quality coming in, CQC coming in, the ops manager coming in, because everything everything is good and you're they're coming in to sh to look at all the good things that you're doing so if everything's good then everything's great and you want to share that with everyone and show them yeah totally agree with you marisa you say that this is your first job in care um how how have you found quality since start starting in your care role um well i found very important to make sure our, our people we support have choice and control over their lives and I, I also find very good uh, the relationship between the staff, the people we support, the families, uh, the professionals. And it's, it's, very, it's very rewarding to see them happy as well, the people we support, which means they, they feel good and worth it and safe. Uh, what about you, kids? Uh, how long have you been working for Voyage Care? I've been working for Voyage Care for a, a number of years now, um, since 2004, actually. Uh, but I've, I've done various different roles in the organisation, all the way from support worker and uh, actually was uh, operations manager for a period of time. Um, but um, but I left Voyage to try something new and, and then decided to come back. And since I've come back, I've been a, a service manager at, at Three Sisters and, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, and and the, quality, the quality side of it is, is just so important. It, it, everything that we do, in the service is, is all about quality. Um, everything from infection control right down to to serve to, to the people we support and, and them doing activities. 
it's all quality led and and it's so important and i think sometimes sometimes your staff team who you work with they don't they don't realize why you ask them to do things and check this and check that which it's it's all really important stuff that they need to do um to ensure that everyone's safe and, and well protected and the house is clean and it's unbelievable how how much um things we have to do as as service manager and and, and, and yourself marissa as, as as a team leader there's so much um things that we'd need to do but it's all vital and important things um to make people safe yeah i agree yeah and, and being service manager when i when i go out um onto the the into the service and and see what people are up to you know there's nothing that pleases me more when i go through and the house is just empty and there's nobody there and that that makes me smile then i think oh that's brilliant because everybody's actually going out yeah yeah they're not people are not just sat there twiddling their thumbs wondering what to do the staff team are using their initiative and, and and going out on activities um based on the the areas that the people we support want to do and we we, yeah. we do all sorts of things in in listening to what the people we support do as well you, we i'm sure you're you're very similar down at your service but we use um, annual service reviews house meetings key worker meetings uh, we have a suggestion box um just general chats day to day and, um, and i also have an open door policy where the people we support can come in and ask me questions if they need to and ask for things and do you do similar things at west road oh yeah actually i i i really like the idea of the suggestion box uh, can you tell can you tell me more about that it's actually yeah. quite interesting yeah basically it's just a box that that's in the uh, i think it's in the dining room and, and basically when when people have ideas what they do is it can be from uh, the staff team it can be from team leaders it can be from uh, the people we support and any ideas goes into the suggestion box and okay. sometimes they're not always good suggestions they might be you know <laughs> negative suggestions to help improve the service somehow and um, but then when when it comes to the uh, the team meetings with the, the, the people who live in the house have um we open up the suggestion box and see what's there and we discuss it and any actions taken from that we'll work on and that's a really good way because we've, we've had all sorts added to the to the uh, suggestion box at our place we had a pool table people wanted a pool table so we got a pool table um we've had you know things added onto the menu taken off the menu decorations things like that and it's really helped the service become a really person-centered service yeah yes which is really nice and help, and help them make the, their choice as well yeah definitely i think it's really important that the people we support are listened to um and that underpins all the, the the quality aspects in the service yeah with uh here at west road we do the key worker meetings and normally it's the key worker who discuss with the people we support uh, their activities we use like a book with images or we search online uh like we have a we have um a people we support that he wants he wanted to go swimming uh so yeah his key worker just um just sat down with him, talked about this, checked the risk assessments, um, check if it's possible, talk with his family. Family was okay. He really enjoys swimming. So yeah, the key worker just sat down with the with, with the with the people with the person in support and just tried to search for um a good venue to go and swim schedules and you know equipment. And yeah, he's going and he's very happy with it at the moment 
Uh, yeah, and then we on the house meetings we discuss like the new activities with uh, with all the staff and all the people we support to see if there's another person that would like to do the same thing, like for example, like swimming. And then we will just find out how we manage like with the with the staff support and the timetable if it's possible. So two two of the guys can enjoy the same activity. It just it just adds value to their week, doesn't it? When they're doing all those interesting activities that they want to do. Yes. Uh, I think we we've had um, we've had a couple of people where they've actually um, said they wanted a, a job. So we've kind of worked with okay. them and, and we've worked with the community as well. Um, and we have some volunteer services um, and we've worked with them and we've managed to get uh, someone at present working in a, a, ch a local charity shop twice a week and she loves it. And, and we've had a we've had someone, uh, well, two people actually, uh, historically, who have worked in um, a shop and have helped out there and, and it's been a paid, paid employment as well and they've really enjoyed it. Um, and it's great to see them when they come on after after they've done their duties in the in their roles and they come on and they have, have their have a cup of tea and tell us all about what the day's been like it's really good to listen to um and, and we're a, we're a, actually a challenging behavior service and for people who live with us to to actually be able to to do those sort of um tasks is is quite amazing considering how the individuals were when they came to live with us because they were particularly challenging but over time they've become settled the they like working with the staff team they like where they're living and they feel confident enough to then go out into the community and and for me that's a a really big part of 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 our role as a staff team to make feel uh, as confident as they can to do that yeah and that'll help us to be prepared for CQC inspections as well <laughs> and also internal audits right oh yeah internal yeah. audits wow yeah yeah we yeah. Do, do you get involved <laughs> in that as a, as a team leader, uh, Marisa, do you do uh, audits? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, that's good. Do you enjoy doing them? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. It's 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 really just to you know everything normally is fine. It's just uh, some updating to do and some care plans to review. Well, I think that I just think they're, they're really important, really, because yeah, it, it helps you kind of, it helps you pick up things that you may have missed or you need to review or or, or do. And so it's like continuous improvement in your service. So if you didn't have the audits, then there'd be so much stuff that, you know, as a, as a manager, you just, you can't, you can't keep it all in your head all the time. Um, yeah. So the audits kind of help you re remind you that things might need to be done and you can put them on an action plan list and then, and then you consolidate the action plan list and then go back and review it and share with your team to, to get them to do some of the tasks for you and help you out. Because as a as a service manager, like I said, you, I I can't do everything, and and it's really important that you delegate to your staff team so that they learn new things and can help you. I I remember only being no, I have twice I think I was on shift when the CTC inspector came into the house. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it it was uh, talking about audits. Uh, it was quite um, nice because all the staff is well trained. They know what they are doing. You know, we, we have all the records um, updated and with the policies and procedures always updated. Um, we, we also have, I don't know if you have in your service, Keith, but you should have. You should have an album from 2020, you know, the year that COVID happened. <laughs> you should have an album with pictures. 
to show to CQC what what we were doing when the pandemic hits. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you have that, but we have, and it's quite it's quite good. It's a quite quite uh, good way to show uh, the good outcomes that come from that came from the pandemic. Uh, yeah, we have pictures of our guys having picnics outside, enjoying the sun, mm -hmm. uh, having lots of foods, enjoying baking, cooking, uh, playing mini golf, all those, all those things. <laughs> we paint the rainbow and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> we have that's, really nice pictures. <laughs> that, that, that's a really good thing to evidence when CQC do, does come uh, to the service. Yeah, absolutely. We, 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 I did. I once did a blog called um, "It Was Outstanding Logs." You should check it out. It's uh, really good. It's about a thing we we implemented at the service where um, any any good thing that you do in the service, like you like you mentioned, all those activities during COVID times, and uh, you log them on the outstanding log, and it and it you put it into a different category like safe, effective, responsive, and and well led. And then put it in a folder. It's called an outstanding folder. I think every service has got one. It's called an outstanding folder. And so every time something good happens in the service, like for instance, when I mentioned earlier, where um, the individual goes to the um, <clears throat> the charity shop for um, a work placement, we've put that on the log. And every single thing that we tr that we can think of to put in there goes in there. So when CQC come, they can open that. You know, if, if for instance. I'm not there and they're waiting in the in the office. We'll put that folder in front of them to read and then they can look through all the good stuff that's happened um, throughout the year. And we we we'd done a lot of work on that before COVID hit. And then I, I picked it back up again about a month ago and thought, do you know what? I know COVID has, has happened, but we've done so much during COVID. It's not like we've just sat at this service and not done anything. So yeah. I went through all the good stuff that we'd done through COVID and how we'd responded to that incident that um, pandemic and, uh, and and our staff worked so well in thinking on their feet and putting in place loads of different activities in the service outside the service and it was just it was so good it, we kind of doubled the folder just by things we'd done in COVID which was fantastic did you struggle with the uh, family contact yeah it was it was tough times for our guys because they, they were not able to see their families and call uh, but it's not the same thing, right? Uh, one of our guys, we bought like a tablet mm. for him to see his family um, on Skype, mm -hmm. which which helped him uh, because he used to see his family twice a week, like at least. And it was from that to nothing. Uh, so, yeah. But apart from that, they, they did quite well because they knew what's what's happening. We we showed them the the easy reads uh, pamphlets about the COVID and the virus, and they they understand something is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was well managed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was one of the most um, horrible parts of of the COVID. It was, I mean, being being inside and and stuck indoors all the time was was okay, but. It's the family. They missed the family, didn't they? And uh, yeah. a lot of our people, they, they they like to go home at weekends and go on holidays with the family. And it just all of a sudden just stopped overnight. And people with autism, they really struggle um, yes. with, you know, they like the routines and the structure. And when that all of a sudden stops, it's difficult to manage. But do you know what? We've I thought during COVID we were going to get loads of behaviours, absolutely loads of behaviours 
But it, it was the opposite for us. It, it was as if they weren't rushing about all day doing all these different activities, which, you know, th- they do enjoy, but it was just like it was all calm and there was no rushing about. So the, the actual behaviours in the service reduced ma- massively. Really? I think that's a lesson to learn, that people don't always need to be rushing around and busy all day and getting up at six o'clock to make sure they're at the day service for eight o'clock. You know, people, we need to learn from that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I think I think lots of uh, houses were now just uh, reviewing the activity plan. Absolutely, and, and and a lot of people we support, they they go to to the day service and they've been there for the last fifteen years or whatever. Yeah. And you know, do do they actually get any value from going there all the time? Wouldn't it be better to do a varied range of activities rather than the same day service all the time? So again, we've tried to try to look at that a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that will prove the, the quality of care. Right in the middle of the pandemic, we had a referral for a new person we support. It was particularly challenging in hospital, and we we agreed to work with the the provider, uh, the, the local authority, and and ad, admit the person. So, but he was really really challenging. But we did so well working with him, the staff team, and working with all the other professionals, that it worked really well. Um, and that was right in the middle of the the whole pandemic. It was really really difficult at the time because we had to go to the, the the hospital where he was staying, and we had to do transition. And and right then we were limited about how many staff could go in there. How many you know we had to wear all their all their PPE. Uh, it, it was such a difficult transition for such a complex person. But but working with all the professionals and the staff team, it just it just went really 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 well. And then he moved into the service, put everything in place. We used all our infection control procedures and all used PPE. And it, and it ended up being a really smooth transition. And, and his, his behaviours were absolutely through the roof. Um, but since then, and, and this is a year ago now, he moved in September uh, 2020. And his behaviours now, have, there's, there's barely any a, a week. We were, You were talking several, several a day when he first moved in. Uh, very physically challenging but now there's less than a couple a week and then and we don't have to use physical restraint with him anymore uh, barely um it's always there as an option because there's a risk there that it could happen but you know he, he's so familiar with the staff team and loves the service and his family now can visit which was a big factor in his in his unsettled state when he first moved in and yeah, just working with all the professionals made it work so well, even through COVID. How is this person we support now? Is he happy? Do you know what? Before he came, he was in the hospital, uh, a secure hospital, and he wasn't able to to access the community. He was able to walk around their car park, which has a, like a 10-foot fence, and he wasn't able to go anywhere. Um, and he's moved moved in with us, and we've gradually built up his activities now. And he's even he's going down to the um, to the local shop to buy a drink and a, and a packet of crisps and stuff. That's the first step in him actually going down to buy his toiletries and and his um, shopping. So he, he's he's done amazingly amazingly well, really really well. That's so, really nice. That's mm. really nice. Uh, so Keith, how how did you manage to reduce those behaviours, you and your staff team, through the quality care? Yeah, that's a that's a, a really good question actually, and. Um, I think the key the key was um looking looking at, at the person what was he 
having the behaviors for which is a million dollar question for this person um but we we worked it out we 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 worked as a team worked with the professionals who already knew him but were also still learning because he'd come from a family home all of a sudden and um we we worked we found out what he what he liked and what he didn't like um but what he did like we we expanded upon that and and we found that he he had a lot of sensory needs so he needed to be kept busy he needed to be he needed to be out every day he needed to be on a on a swing all the time he needed to be on a trampoline on a bike so we 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 used all those elements to kind of keep his day busy um and that absolutely worked to treat and we 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 looked at um the local area we, we're in a stunning a stunning area up in in the yorkshire dales and there are so many walks that we can undertake so we even in a, a radius of about five miles there's there's hundreds of walks we can do so um so we planned 10 walks that we could do in the area that are all different and varied um and we put those in place in his activity plan and and ever since then we haven't looked back um even incorporating like i said earlier the shopping shopping trips and um the accessing i think he goes he goes swimming now uh to the local pool he goes to a, a, a trampoline arena um a bouncy castle arena because he just likes to bounce and jump up and down and again use it for that st sensory stimulation but we worked all that out working as a team listening to parents as well you know their views were really important understanding what they knew of him uh, from when he was at home um and the the occupational therapist the, the speech and language therapists uh behavioral therapists from from voyage as well were all instrumental in in ensuring that he had a happy life and and that just shows now in in his behaviors we can tell we know that he's happy he's got a smile on his face and he's not attacking the staff uh, because he's settled and and that's really pleasing for us and it just shows that we've done our job in the service we we're not at the end of the job obviously because um there's still a lot more work to do there and building his activities but we're getting there that's good uh yeah in our service we also have i also have an example uh we we have um a guy he was prescribed with psychotropic medication and he's been taking this for years like I don't know, more than 15 years uh yes he was referred into the learning disability team uh mm. in southampton uh we we had a couple of um appointments with the um, with the doctor and then he decided to come to the house uh, to do a proper assessment so he did the assessment he he said okay this person doesn't need to be on such a high dosage of uh, psychotropic medication uh so he decided to cut uh for like 100 grams of this medication Mm. And then COVID happened. Wow. So this person was like uh, in was like reducing the psychotropic medication in uh, such a difficult time uh, without seeing his family, without doing his normal activities. We, we thought this would be an issue. We will have lots of behaviors, a lot of side effects from the medication to reduce this medication. But actually, he was completely fine. There was no issues, uh, no side effects. He was perfectly fine. He was attending his activities uh, normally, like the walks. He he was just wanted to go for fresh air. He was really happy. There was no issues regarding the this this medication. And then 
we just keep going. We just kept uh, reducing uh, the medication until it completely stopped. So we managed to get him out of this psychotropic medication in COVID times. And he's so much happier now without this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely amazing that because sometimes when people have been on, on medications like that, you, you don't know if it's going to go the other way, do you? Um, because you want them to be to be as as uh, settled as they can be. Um, yeah. But by, by using the STOMP um, uh, support guidelines and, and, and reviewing the medications with the professionals, it's, yeah. you, you've got to try, haven't you, sometimes to reduce and you don't always want, you don't want people on psychotropic medications if they don't need to be. And it's really good that it's worked out for you on that one. Yeah, especially in such difficult times, which we, we mm. really fought uh, all the staff and the family, his family, we thought that, uh, okay, this will not go well. Uh, this, this Something will happen. His behaviors will just escalate, but no, nothing. He was just completely fine. Good. And now he's out of medication, completely. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That really is amazing. Thanks everyone for listening to this edition of Voyage Care Voice uh, with myself, Keith Moran and Marisa. It's been a pleasure learning about your service and the people you support down there. So thank you as well. Yes, thank you as well. Keith was really good to know some stuff about your service and share some of mine as well. Brilliant. And I hope uh, one day I can come down to Southampton and see your service and perhaps you can come up here as well one day yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit far mind you but it'll be good to, good to meet you um, but if, if anybody wishes to get any more information about Voyage Care please visit the website uh, www.voyagecare.com thank you thanks for listening if you'd like to learn more about our high quality care and support please visit our website stay tuned for a brand new season of Voyage Care Voice in the new year